Is it me or is it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding? So Hollywood, Another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. Woo! <laughs> well, as you know, I like to give a recap of my last show, and I have a question of the day that I like to ask before I get into my interviews, and then I'll have the guests, which I do have a guest today, um, answer the question at the end. And I think I'm gonna come up with all the people that was on the first season, because I'm doing like 10 episodes per season. So everybody that was on the first season, I'm going to invite back and have something similar to like a round table and just talk about whatever we need to talk about industry wise, entertainment wise, where you are in life now. Like this is just an open platform um, based off of entertainment because everybody has entertainment in their life, whether they are doing videos, whether they're on YouTube, music, so on and so forth. So my recap is um, last time we talked to Jay Josephine, which is a local artist, uh, my first female artist that was on the show. And she's the, no, she's, yeah, the first female to spit a 16 on the show as well. Because I have like, when I have artists up here, I like to give them the platform to show their um, their skills, their ability, put them on the spot, see if they're really about that life. Because not everybody is a freestylist. Not everybody wants to be put on the spot. But anyways, yes. Um, and the question of the day, you have to remember it because sometimes people don't remember what bothers you about the industry? Why? And your solution to fixing all of this. Um, and then I also talked about VA talent, Virginia movement. I'm pretty much going to ask those questions a little bit later in the interview with my special guest. And also, Something in the Water just released their lineup for next year. So if you don't know anything about Something in the Water, please, please, please Google it and get your ticket now because last year I'm sorry not last year this year was dope it was dope as fuck I don't know how he's gonna do next year because you can't really top Jay-Z Beyonce uh who else was out there it was a lot of people but Busta Rhymes and so on and so forth but we're gonna get into my guest 
I'm going to introduce my guest. I've known him for, damn, I don't even know. We went to college together. I don't even know where we even met, but it's been that long. Um, His name is Ben Bond. Hey, how are you? How are you today? That's amazing. I'm glad you are here because a lot of people don't know what you do, of course. But um, we definitely need to get into like the finances and the stocks. I know you do a lot of things with Bitcoin. Um, uh, you probably know a lot about 401ks and apps. It's like so much stuff that a lot of people, especially African-Americans, need to know about um, outsourcing and things besides money. Because not everything revolves around the money because you can always make that back in other aspects in which we're going to talk about today. So mm-hmm. give me a little bit of the background that you have. And yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a software engineer. Um, I'm an investor, and like you said, I've been in cryptocurrency. I've been in forex, uh, a little a little stock exchange stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I've been in the financial industry for a little bit. But everybody has, right. from a certain extent. If you had a job, you had a four hundred one k. A lot of people don't realize that you're already kind of playing the market with the four hundred one k. I'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. of the four hundred one k, but that's all you can do until you get enough knowledge to do something else. So my my stance is taking your money and making money off even off of your money. A lot of people always say that, but they don't really know how to do it. So, right, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of options out here. Um, I guess we can get into that. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's we a, will. It's we a will. lot of a lot of financial <laughs> options that y'all can kind of move your money around and make more. Now, um, I like I said, I normally base this off of the entertainment, but today I want to do a little shift. Uh, do you, have you worked with any like celebrities or artists to get them into these types of, um, entities, so to speak? I have not, well, not celebrities per se, Mm -hmm. but artists definitely, um, I was managing Young FP for a little while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my dude. Like we, we, our families are pretty much connected. So Mm -hmm. it was a natural, it was a natural progression to us to work together, but we kind of build on like, you know, a management perspective, making sure he was right from an artist and making sure he was appearing right, but also making sure finances were in mm-hmm. place because, you know, you, at some point you don't want to have to keep looking for investors and stuff like that. Correct. So once you make money, you should be able to build that money from the ground up and, and do foundation. more. Yeah. Do more stuff with it. So, yeah, just trying to, you know, make the money work for you at the end of the day. That's that's the game plan for everybody. So. Is that the only artist that you work with? Or is it multiple no, artists? Yeah, I, man, I touched I touched a lot of artists, but from a management perspective, that was like my my last artist that I managed. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of stepped away from the music a little bit. Uh, well, from a performing standpoint, but he's still he's still in the industry. He's doing writing and stuff like that. Okay. But um, you know, I used to run the radio yep. the radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, Get so into that. Yep. yeah, yep. so so um, a lot of artists kind of built with me like through the on-air personalities mm-hmm. and you know just you know i'm an open book i don't charge for no, none of the information i, I right. have you know so if anybody ever came to me with any kind of questions in regards to something that i knew about i just kind of put them on game because i always contact you whether when i have an idea yeah. i'm like look 
I know you can get it done <laughs> as far as like yeah. when it comes to apps and when it comes to just in general, it's a lot of things that you can do yeah. and help out with. And I really appreciate that because some of the stuff I be thinking like, oh, this might be a stupid idea. But then again, uh, uh. like we were talking about some things I don't want to talk on air about. Yeah, yeah, because... we keep it under the wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how how important is it to, do you know about contracts and all yeah, that stuff as yeah, well? Yeah, So you, you, you've dealt with that. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, in the beginning, it was always on the handshake. Right. And you got to get burnt a couple of times before you realize, like, even your friends, you should have, if y'all going to do real business, you should have it on paper. Correct. Because it, it might not necessarily be that individual that'll mess you up. Mm-hmm. But as you start bringing in partners and stuff like that, everybody want to have a specific stake in what y'all doing. So you need to have it on paper. So even if it's a simple one pager that you want to write up and people, they're going to they're gonna be a little more reluctant. Mm-hmm. to uh you know kind of mess you over if they know you got paperwork in there exactly. so but no i got a i got a um a dude that i grew up with since like what elementary school he's a lawyer now so he do all of my paperwork you know he he's a criminal attorney but he's a <laughs> he a beast he a beast with the contract so he's a lot better than me so anytime there's some um contractual stuff that's coming my way and mm-hmm. i'm like man i don't even understand half of the jargon that's in here you know i pass it on to him and he got people on his team that that's that does the entertainment stuff too so Okay, because yeah. I might need some entertainment oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. advice when it comes to that. Because, you know, I used to do all that stuff. I can read over it, but I don't really know those big words or those, yeah. like you said, conjunctions that come along with it. Because it those words could e- easily mean something else. Yeah. And then I could be like, oh, I just signed my life away. Oh, that's by design. <laughs> that's by design. So so I um I know you probably heard of uh, Rhoda Young. Young? Yeah, she uh the local news, news, yes, news lady. Yes. So yeah, she had came, somebody had referred her to me and um I don't know if she even talk about this on the podcast, but <laughs> so she had a she had a contract from a a, a pretty big a pretty big network mm-hmm. and she was trying to get out of it. Cause she you know, she I guess she had a lawyer or somebody that, you know, that was kinda informed on the right. legal process. Right. They told her like, Hey, this is a terrible contract. Right. So I, I sat down and spoke to her and she let me see the contract and I ended up bringing my, my homeboy that's a lawyer mm-hmm. in and they put so much crazy stuff in there as far as like the word and, and all right. of that. I had to get my mans to break it down and I'm like, yo, what did this mean? And pretty much they were like, yo, they own her name and everything. <gasps> yeah. But luckily I know she, she wasn't happy when it happened, but I was like, this your way out. So the the pilot that she was working on, didn't go through, so that made the whole contract null and void. Null and void. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, good thing you never got in front of that camera and it got aired because you would have been owned by that, Hell yeah, by that like, company. Yeah, and you know the the higher up you go and rank, the more ruthless it, <laughs> the oh, ruthless yeah. it gets because they they have that mindset of like, okay, we made you, so anything that you do from this point forward, we we own it. Because you know? they could even put trademark. Like a lot of people don't know what trademark means. Yeah. When it comes to certain things, and they could put that in the contract, and then everything there thereafter that you decide to do can be trademarked, yeah, and or copyrighted, and then you can get sued for it, and then mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like it's yeah. just like you can get sued for using your own image incorrectly because the company that you signed the contract with actually owns it. Wow, yeah. Yeah. see, that's where 
the importance of knowing the business and knowing that paperwork you sign mm -hmm. and reading it, or at least having someone around you that knows how to do that stuff. Cause oh, that's yeah. very important. Yeah. Even, even bringing it down to a, uh, I guess a, a level that a lot of, a lot of people can probably understand, but if you ever play sports in like college and you know, like, okay, these colleges are making a lot of money off of these games that you're playing. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to my son about this now because he's in high school. He's almost in college. So I'm like, mm. hey, if you're going to play ball, you got to know, like, they're going to make money off of you. And they really ain't going to give you a split, for real. And you can't spin it and say, okay, I'm going to start selling my own jerseys. Like, right. No, they own that version of you. Like, you can't you can't do that. So, But I, I hear they trying to change the rules with that. Because isn't it, um, what was it? They're trying to, uh, they're giving them more money? Or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's something. They're working towards that way. Like, I guess in college you can get agents and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But you know how it is, man. It's still going to be some still gonna be some um, roadblocks in the way with that. So, mm. But, yeah, it's and like I say, the, the bigger the institution, the more they're going to try to oil you up and try to get money out of you, especially from, like, sports and entertainment. Right, so. right, right, right. And that sucks mm -hmm. because, I, like I said, I tell all of the people – or the artists or people in general, like just look over everything that you just have some type of knowledge. It's yeah. it's it's very important that you have some type of knowledge of what you're getting yourself into. Yep. Whether it be the contracts, whether it be going on tour, whether like anything that you do, you need to know. Don't just be the artist because a lot of people just want to be the artist or be the actor or actress or whatever. You have to answer yeah. these questions as if they were talking to the professional or yeah. the the one that knows how to do it. See, and that's that's another thing. So everybody is in a race to be a celebrity and be the professional, mm -hmm. but they don't realize what come along with that. Like, you literally got to handle your own business. Like, you think the label is really on your side, but, like, no, they're your biggest competitor. Like, you got to right. make sure you out with them. It's a, it's a game of chess. So. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself ever – owning a label or because i know you did radio owned a radio show i yeah. mean radio station in which i was a part of at one point oh yeah um do you ever see yourself expanding to doing anything like that or would you just consider just being in the financial game and um i don't even know if you want me to talk about it but yeah it's it's in the works it's in the works so one of my um one of my business partners that's a lot more uh <laughs> a lot more clear on like how the industry worked because he was actually, you know, part of a record label, like one of the big labels. Right. He wanted to do an indie label and that's something we're looking into. So, I think, I think you guys should, because yeah. that was another thing that I had on my mind um, mm -hmm. as far as VA goes, because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we have a major hub here yeah. for talented people. Like not just artists. I'm talking about, photographers party yeah. promoters like anybody that's in this industry is it doesn't have a, a a hub for it and or do you feel that way yeah i i mean so try to say it politically correctly <laughs> so so now nah, it, it's definitely it's definitely some um some indie labels out here and it, they definitely making some noise mm -hmm. um but i think with my guy he can bring to the table and what I can bring to the table, 
and, and our mindset, you got to have, especially when you're dealing with your own people, you got to have a certain moral code. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to make money with you, not necessarily make money off of you and you stay stuck in your situation, you know? So we want right. to be able to bring people on that we can build with and, and make a success story. Like, not, not just us as the label. We want everybody to eat off of it. So, and that's the way I look at it, like, I'm all about quality and I'm all about being fair on both ends. Cause I, it's just my mindset. Anytime I do any kind of deal with anybody, I think about their end first because I already know I'm a, I'm a be all right on my right. end. So I, I, I want to make sure it's mutually beneficial. A lot of people don't go into it looking at they it like don't. that. They uh, don't. Yeah, they and don't. And that's, I think, where we fucking up at yeah. because. We do our own the worst for real. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. I'm not even from here yeah. and I want to see Virginia win like, so bad like yeah, i've been here long enough. i've been here i know <laughs> i know that but it's still it's just it's like centimeters and centimeters it's not even feet it's yeah. like they taking little baby steps when yeah. we could be so much bigger than what we are and, yeah. it, and it sucks that we just have to go through this and people people want something for nothing and then on top of that they don't know their own value yeah. Cause you know, the barter system has always been here and they don't mm-hmm. know how to do that. Yeah. Like see, and, and I think a lot of people overvalue what they bartering too. So <laughs> you know, you can't you can't say, okay, I'm a um do X, Y, and Z for you when you don't they don't really carry weight and mm-hmm. we trying to bring something bigger to the table. So but yeah, I'm all about bartering. Like I I'll barter with people quicker than I, you know, talk talk numbers. Cause a lot of people don't want to pay what you charge you know especially if it's a small business or they up and coming i'd rather see okay can you do something that's gonna benefit me too exactly. so i'd rather go that route but man it's it's cut though because people don't even offer that they yeah. they just like i don't i want this thousand dollars right now if you don't pay me then yeah. i'm moving on to somebody else no nah, i mean so the whole the whole idea of the radio station back in the day like that whole situation was a barter like i mean we can go on record and say like nobody was getting paid for the radio station you know like Y'all blessed me with y'all content, got on the air, and I just gave y'all a platform. Like, and, and it was an understood agreement, and y'all knew like I needed y'all just like y'all needed me. So, a lot of people don't come to the table with an equal, an equal situation. You right, know? So, right. And just just based off of that, do you feel that you can meet them halfway when it comes to people that are not able to get that fifty, and you get the other? Yeah, 50? I mean, you just gotta adjust. So, like. For example, let's say if an artist want to do X, Y, and Z, they don't have a budget to do it, you know? Like, if we got somebody on the team that can put up the money to make it happen, we just going to make sure the split is right on mm-hmm. the back end. Like, we ain't going to do it to the point where you can't eat off of it, too. That's what a lot of a lot of labels do. Like, if you don't have the buzz, you don't have the numbers, all you got is talent, they're going to give you a crazy 360 deal, yeah. and you ain't going to see – like, they might give you an advance, but you literally digging yourself in the hole, yeah. for real, so – Nah, like, and I was telling, you know, that's why it's taking so long for us to really bring this to life. Like, right. like if I'm going to do it, you know, it got to it gotta be a way where it's no horror stories, right. basically. I'd rather let right. somebody go than let them dig themselves in the hole because we got enough of that. We got bill Hell collectors yeah. and all of that, you know, so. We got a life, you know yeah. what I mean, outside of what we really want to do in life. Like, yeah, even though, like, it's two separate entities when it comes to trying to, fit it all together you can't there's no way of doing it until you have both of them yeah correct yeah. and know your value know your worth mm-hmm. like even if you can't meet me 50 50 at least 
try to let's come up with something if you really want to work with somebody. Yeah, it's always a way. It's I mean, especially if it's talent involved. Of course. Because a lot of I mean, a, a lot of people understand this, especially people that's in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. They understand that a lot of artists that's all they have is their art. Yeah. You know, they they might not even know how to handle business right, but they're going to capitalize off of that. Okay, we're going to handle the business. We're going to run your numbers and all of that. Right. You just keep doing your art. Right. And you know, we'll pay you an allowance. Like, right. Shouldn't be like that. It that, really shouldn't. Yeah, that's like a yeah. babysitter. Like, nah, it shouldn't be like that. Like, get yourself a good manager and and keep it moving. So, like, do you recommend, like, if you were an executive, mm-hmm. what would you say to the talent in this area if if they were able to sit down with you? And like, what deal is it? Ba- yeah. Is would the deal be based off their art? Or how would you present it to them? Yeah, I mean, so numbers definitely matter at the end of the day. Like, if you got already got, if you're already up and moving, and we just need to connect some dots for you, you're going to get a better deal than somebody that got a good EP right. and, and just hit the studio, you know? So it, that's going to definitely matter. But at the end of the day, even if that's all you have, mm-hmm. we're not going to structure it in a way where you're not going to be able to eat. Like, right. we can renegotiate it after you build a little bit. So, but... No, it's all about it's all about keeping it fair. And again, we running a business here. Like we gotta we we gotta eat too. So, right, right. but at the end of the day, we're gonna do you way better than a lot of the other labels gonna do you. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, because you know the the name of the game now is just do it indie. But people don't understand you can be with an indie label and still be indie. You know. So right. A lot of people think, oh, indie is do it all by myself, makeshift, and at and, least and, have yeah. they can have like distribution. Mm-hmm. Distribution is very important when Everybody, it comes to yeah. independent and or major because if you have a dope ass distribution deal yeah. and then you're getting that residual and that feedback from that distribution, mm-hmm. what what more can you ask for? Yeah. And, and you already moving, like you said, you got your team. As long as you, and you have support, that's another thing that a lot of people don't have out here. Yeah. Like, their support team is not, like, they're not right on that level. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not pushing that artist or that person to be like, yeah. well, I you see know you how got this is. talent. Yeah. I want to see you win, because if you win, we all win. Yeah. Now nah, they got a lot of people, I don't even think it's this area, that's just the mindset yeah. of somebody trying to come up. Like, they're really not going to support you until they start to see you win a little bit. Right, like, and you gotta really believe in yourself like ten times more than your, the rest of your team in order to get them on board. Right. So, um, and I know you had touched on distribution. A lot of people kind of got it got it messed up, like TuneCore and DistroKid and all of that. Like that's that's distribution by definition, but that's not really really distribution. Like if you got a distribution deal, whoever is distributing. Your, your situation supposed to market it and help push it too. Yeah. Like if you yeah. get on. It's like, supposed to be a whole package yeah, like, rollout. See, people, they just see it like, okay, oh, well, I can get distribution through DistroKid and then sell 10, 10 albums. Yeah. Like that ain't, I mean, it's distribution, but you're going to have to do all the legwork. And why would you do that when you can just negotiate with a, a proper situation and right. they, they really help you? And that, I'm only saying this because my homeboy put me on game. <laughs> right. You know what That's- I mean? Like, that that's kind of like even further than my my initial understanding of the situation. Like, oh yeah, yeah, district kid, that's dope. You know what I mean? Right. People people don't even know about this for real. You know, right. a lot of people they only know TuneCore and stuff like that. Right. But when you're talking about the majors, you can get an indie distribution through them, and they'll still push it. 
but mm. that give you an extra push and you can still have your team do something. And right. The bandwagon effect is real. Like once people start that really banging with you. Yeah. See, and, and that's another thing, like back in the day, I don't care who's who going to lie and say they didn't do it. But back in the day, <laughs> before YouTube algorithm kind of changed up, people was getting those fake plays. And, uh-huh. and, and it was really running with it, but it was working because it was the bandwagon effect. Like once you get 100,000 views, some real people going to start checking oh, yeah. you out. Of course. Especially if it's some quality content. Of course. So I'm always against doing fake stuff. But <laughs> if it's going, if you got some, if you need a kickstart and, and it was going to help you, why, why wouldn't you do it? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But. And then people got hip to the game, mm-hmm. and then everybody started doing it. And yeah. then the yeah. an- ag- algorithms changed, yeah. and then the formula changed, and then that they, it's just a whole lot of a whole yeah. lot. See, my thing is like a lot of people they push that money to get the fake plays and all of that, mm-hmm. and their content was trash, and now they got to keep spending money to stay number one. Mm-hmm. So you were you already hustling backwards. So before you even start spending money on any kind of marketing, or if, if, even if it's fake plays, whatever it is, make sure make sure you do like a round table and let people give right. you real feedback. Right, and you got to be ready to receive that feedback. And I know, man, we in y'all studio. I know y'all get some people that have come through, and and people amping them up. Yeah, and you like, okay, go ahead, get on the mic, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and do your thing. He, so, he definitely yeah. has. So hey, look, many stories that yeah, I, <laughs> I, I definitely won't nowhere near the level y'all got here. But I used to have when I was in North State, I used to have a studio in the crib. And we used to charge. We used to charge people to come of through. Of course. And I was, used to be like, man, I feel bad for even charging this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, but, and, and that, and that's the situation. But it's like, you gotta, you gotta keep some real people around you, and you exactly. gotta, and you gotta, even if your people is just overly supportive, they, that, they don't necessarily mean they're not real. But you need to get somebody that's gonna be critical. Yeah. Critical, like even yes. if your joint is good, you gotta have somebody to tell you what's your neck step to grow like you should always be progressing right and i also mentioned before like have a team that is ready to work for you as well don't have no people that's just sitting around spending your money for Mm -hmm. what like what are you doing to help this whole situation like are you running to go get something are you driving the car are you whatever the case may be why should i be the one working so hard and my team is just riding my coattail. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that goes back to making it mutually beneficial. A lot right. of people got people around them, and they feel like they're supposed to be treated like Jay-Z and Beyonce before they really make it. Facts. So, Facts. But I don't know. If you feel like you really got people in your on your team that you think can benefit you and you want them to do more, mm-hmm. it might just be a matter of giving them a title and letting them know, like, yo, we're going to ride this thing to the top together. But – it's a lot of people. It has to be an understanding. Yeah, but at the same time, I think everybody probably a victim of this. But sometimes you got people that's on your team that ain't necessarily supposed to be doing business with you. Right. So okay. er- everybody, okay. everybody can't can't be on the financial end of things and actually helping you build. Some people are just supposed to be your support system, and that's right. it. So that was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um. Damn. So let's go ahead and talk about the, like, the Bitcoin. Do you introduce or would you introduce that type of investments and stocks to these particular artists that you work with or anybody that you come across? So 
again, I'm sure you got a diverse group of, group of listeners, but <laughs> I talk to Bitcoin about anybody from our community, like straight up, like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you plan on going out on Saturday, mm-hmm. still go out, but some of that money you can kind of keep and go to the side, get invest, invested a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you got cash out, throw some of that money in, in Bitcoin. Like that's how I get mine now. Like back in the day, it was a, a real hard to get it. You know right, what I mean? It was right, real hard. Like right. I got into Bitcoin when it was five dollars. You know what I mean? So yeah. tell tell the listeners a little bit okay. about Bitcoin. Okay, I break it down. Yes. Like I'm talking yes. to my mom because she my mom a beast on Bitcoin now. Like she, <laughs> she understand it inside and out, and she be t- she be giving me plays now. So Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, basic basically meaning they're trying to make it a another way for you to purchase certain certain goods. Mm-hmm. You know, and but it's way bigger than that because it's a global currency. They really want it to be across borders, you know, a, a, a currency without borders. And I, and it's already, it's, it's been like that for like eight years now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had flew out to Canada and I was able to pull out you, Bitcoin. What? Yeah. They had, they got Bitcoin ATMs in Canada. Like, and they had that way before we had it. So, how long, how long has Bitcoin been around? Um, I've been in it for like eight years. I don't know. The, the, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was, it was out way longer than that. Okay. But, no, yeah. So Bitcoin is 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 here to stay, and it's only going to be more valuable Progress. because mm-hmm. they have a set amount of Bitcoin that ever exists. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the, the rarity of gold. You know, like Earth only have a certain amount of gold, so that's why the price is always going to go up. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin is the same way. It's a digital. It's a digital currency, and a lot of people in the beginning was like, "Man, this thing ain't gonna be nothing. It's fake money." And they 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 talked about it like it was like you know money in like Grand Theft Auto, right. like. <laughs> Ain't nobody ever going to be able to use this for nothing, you know? Right. But some smart people that do a lot more smart stuff in finances, they found a way to make it a, a real tangible, uh, uh, had a, have a real tangible value. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the U.S. dollar really is nothing. Right. If you, if you if you're in the middle of nowhere, you can't, you can't do nothing with the U.S. dollar. So, <laughs> right. But Bitcoin is the same way. But it's even bigger because it has no borders. Everybody owns it. You know, mm-hmm. it's no, it's, it's decentralized. Everybody owns it. So if you have a piece of that pot and that joint go up, you win. Basically, mm-hmm. that's, that's how it works. So I always tell people to, you know, kind of educate themselves on cryptocurrency because it's the future. You know, I think we all got kids in here. So yeah. definitely, you know, instilling your kids. Like I got my kids got crypto and everything like instilling them like this is more of their future than it. it's our future. And like my sons, they want to get into like similar stuff that I was into. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but you're gonna be behind the curve. Like what I got into was my generation, so now you got to think about what's gonna be next before it's Correct. here. Correct. And I feel like crypto is it. Like it's definitely it. So it's it. I don't want to get too technical <laughs> on the air, <laughs> but it's a whole it's a whole another aspect to crypto. Not just Bitcoin, but it's a lot of other coins that do a lot of stuff. Like you can you can have more computing power on your computer with certain coins. You can do all kind of crazy calculation with some of the other stuff, but they, they're pushing the envelope. Like it's so new. Like every month is some new stuff coming out with oh. this currency. So, but Bitcoin is the gateway to all of it. If you want to get any of the other coins, you got to get Bitcoin. First. And do you, do you like, like sign people up or do you, how do you? So do yeah, no, nah, well it? back in the day <laughs> when Bitcoin was still kind of new, I, I didn't really do it with uh, people that I didn't know because mm-hmm. you know it's money, man. I don't want to mess around it and, and, and you know get an investment from somebody and they really need that money. So right, I would right. deal with people that had some money to invest, and I'm like, okay, 
instead of me trying to show you how I did all of this, just <laughs> give me your money and I, I'll put you in the game. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. And like I, we, we had to learn, we had to learn the hard way with uh, some of the people I had dealt with and it's easy. To, it's just like money. So mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't treat it like money, you can lose it. And it's no refunds. It's not like a credit card. You know what I mean? Oh, if you, wow. if you, if you lose your credit card, they can replace it. So you can physically pull money out of that account or oh, yeah. is it like, yeah. So the, I, the real basic way, let's, let's just use cash. Out. I think everybody got cash. Yes. Out. Okay. So in cash app, you can use, if your card is attached to it, you can put money into your cash app account or you can, Go and buy Bitcoin directly. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin right now, it's like $7,000 a coin, but you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy a dollar's worth of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And basically, you can use that. If you want to just hold it and, and ride the wave up, you can do that. I mean, again, it's going to fluctuate. It might go up, might go down. But all, all signs are pointing that it's going, it's going to go up. <laughs> right, right. Like the high, all-time high of Bitcoin was like $20,000 per coin. But they're talking about 2020, it hit 100000 mm. And and I would what, say, what would you get back from that? It depends on how much you got. Oh. It, like, if you got a whole coin, you get a hundred thousand. You get all of it. You get all of it. But I mean, it's transaction fees and stuff of like course, that. But the transaction course. fees are small. But and then you, know, you got to worry about IRS and all of that. Of stuff. course. So when you start pulling. Out, I mean, but again, it's a global currency. So <laughs> if again. you want to go somewhere else and pull it out, you know, you gotta, you gotta do. Hey, look. Disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so you got to move and, and do the right thing right. by Uncle Sam. <laughs> do the but, right thing. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's a it's a digital currency. But all I'm saying is I would have thought it would have been high, uh, far-fetched for Bitcoin to get to 100000 It's never hit 100000 mm. However, this thing jumped from 2500 to 20000 in like a week. Mm. Yeah. And I tell you, I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt because, I mean, I was going through some stuff. You know, I, I had uh, got fired from my last job that I ever worked. Like, and that that really kind of pushed me into entrepreneurship. Like, I already was kind of tiptoeing back and forth. Right. I like, okay, I need to do my thing. Like, my parents, they was always, you know, like business owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I always felt like I should have been, you know, an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But in the process I was working, I, need, I ain't going to say the, the company name, but they, <laughs> nope, they nope. fired me on some dumb stuff, and I had just bought a crib. Oh, so, but, shit. Yeah. So that yeah. really pushed you yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, I had two kids at the time. Oh. Had two kids at the time. My wife was a teacher at the time, and it was like, nah, we struggling, struggling. But then I realized I had some crypto. So I end up flipping the crypto and making more off of it. You know, if you can trade, like you can trade it to make more money. So basically moving your Bitcoin back to the USD when the joint is up, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's cashing mm-hmm. out. And then when it drops back down, get some more. Okay. And you could just keep doing that. I mean, that's the simplest way of doing it. So basically you multiply how much you got. So I did that for a year and a half. Mm. But wind back even further than that, like the job that I, I had got fired from, mm-hmm. it really won't pay me that much. I'm a software engineer and it was paying me crumbs, but that's another story. <laughs> so when I bought the house, it was merely off of the cash flow that I had from crypto to begin wow, with. Really? So yeah, I tell I tell the story to the people a lot of times and I mean it sounds like a success story. I mean it kinda is, but so I believe I was, it is. Yeah, I, I ended up, you know, paying my down payment with, with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up cashing out but I cashed out like 35 of them in order to pay the down payment. Fast forward to when that jank hit 20,000 a coin. 
I could have had a lot more than the house yeah. that I'm in right now. You know, it yeah. wouldn't have been a down payment. It would have been a multiple house purchase. So, but course. nobody had that that hindsight back then. Nobody knew Bitcoin was going to jump, what, like 20,000%? <laughs> like, ain't nobody knows it's going to do that. Like you said, it's like the word when the word of mouth hit and people mm-hmm. started really getting on, it was just like... Yeah, it especially... Because I hear a lot about it, but I'm just like... Because I know he invests in it, I believe. Yeah, and, that's what's up. Um, some uh, uh, some other, I guess, stock. I don't know. Is it considered a stock or is it just like... It's just cryptocurrency. Oh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, cryptocurrency. Is yeah. there any other things that have cryptocurrency? Yeah, or? yeah it's, man, it's like over 2,000 different coins. Um, one, I invest in like 10 different coins. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is definitely king because you can't even get to the other ones without going to Bitcoin first. Uh, but yeah, it's some, it's some strategic. Yeah. I'm a, okay. I'm a drop a jewel on, on, <laughs> on your, on your podcast right now. So, yes. so at the end of the day, Bitcoin was an underdog. Nobody believed in it. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, and it really wasn't talked about on social media. When I got into it, it was only $5 and only like the nerds really knew about it for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> At the end of the day, it's a technology. So I was like, I saw the jank pop up on GitHub. I was like, yo, this ain't dope. This is some, some cryptocurrency. Right. And it's only At $5. At that time, did you know about cryptocurrency? No, nah, I didn't even know. Like, the terminology ain't even oh, exist, okay. I don't even think. Like, okay. I just thought it was, like, fake money. I was like, okay, let's see what it's going to do. So, and, it, and it's crazy because at the time, I know y'all probably heard of the website Fiverr. Like, you could buy a whole Bitcoin from Fiverr at the time. So I bought, I bought like, 20 from is there. Is that that voiceover? Yeah, you can buy. It's a it's a gig economy, and at the time, Fiverr was everything was five dollars on Fiverr. Okay, and I think they changed it up. It's like you can get stuff for twenty dollars, and I don't. They done messed up the whole name now. <laughs> but at the time, you could buy a whole Bitcoin from Fiverr because it was like fluctuating between four dollars and five dollars. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Yo, pay me five dollars, I give you a Bitcoin." But then after a while, you know, they kind of banned it because people was getting a refund, and you can't really. So basically, you'll get your Bitcoin, and then you'll say to PayPal, like, hey, I didn't get what I paid for. Oh. So you're getting your Bitcoin and you're getting your $5 back. <laughs> so five was like, yo, nah, we can't, we can't do that. I mean, I wouldn't hustle nobody like right, that. But right. that's what they was doing. I'm just glad I never sold none of that. I would have been mad. I gave you my Bitcoin and you know, got your you refund. Got your... Yeah. So that's another thing. Like a lot of people, when you get into this, it's, a, it's some certain things you got to watch out right. for. Right. It's a you whole know? new like ball game. Yeah. Especially when you're yeah. going into something new and start to learn about it. It's just like a tree. It mm-hmm. just, it's just so many things going on that you didn't even know was going on yeah so and that's the that's what anything so mm-hmm. bitcoin there's a lot of smart people behind it that do the development or whatever but you got to realize some smart scammers out here too. <laughs> exactly there's some smart scammers exactly. and it's like it's a lot of different exploits like i i lost some coins before um my homeboy he so one of the most most secure ways to hold your your bitcoin is in a paper wallet Mm-hmm. And basically, that means if you don't have that piece of paper, you don't have your money. This guy lost it in his dresser drawer and never found it. And I'm like, bro, I can't. Like, I don't have a copy of it. I gave you the only copy because I didn't want to be responsible right. for the money. And I told him that, you know, before I sent it to right. him, I'm like, yo, okay, I'm going to put you on game. Like, this this is it. This is your money. Right. He lost. He's like, bro, you don't think you got a backup of it nowhere? <laughs> like, no, I don't. But even crazier than that, so on that paper wallet, you got a public key and mm-hmm. you got a private key. And if you accidentally scan your private key as your public key, somebody can get your your money. Really? Yeah. So it's 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 a two sided it's a two sided situation. You really got to be careful. With crypto stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like, 
I know you could talk about this all oh, yeah. day long. Yeah, nah, yeah, that's my life. That's my life <laughs> but besides, and you say you are a engineer, software, software engineer. engineer yep. So yeah. that entails. I think we was in the same major. I'm mass communication. I was, was but yeah, listen, yeah. um, yeah, look, yeah. My dad, he wanted me to do computer science. Oh, that sounded like my wife. She was a software engineer too in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then she met me. She was like, oh, he a super nerd. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up switching majors. So yeah. I went through all those classes. I went yeah. through, like, writing the binary number. Like, I know how to yeah. do that. Building websites. That's how I started to know how to build websites. But then yeah. I switched it to mass communications. That's dope, though. And yeah. then, so now I'm here. Now, yeah, it takes <laughs> some time. It takes some time to figure out what you really want to do. Because yeah. my original major, I was a... Uh, I was a drafting engineer. I, it sound dope. You know, in high school, I was like, yo, yeah, I want to do some engineering drafting and all of that. It sound dope. And they, yeah, they had us in there drawing on paper and, like, measuring and using AutoCAD. Like, nah, this is not me. Right. And, like, even before I went to college, I was already programmed. So I was like, no, nah, I want to do more stuff with computers. But right. that's just me, like, really not, not being able to relate with, like, none of the guys in my family went to college. Other okay. than myself, so I was like, I couldn't really ask nobody, like, "Hey, is this the right major?" Right, you know, right. And um, so I'm just, I just looked up and switched, but I didn't finish. I just, I learned what I needed to learn. Started having kids and had to get to the money. Get to the money. You had to grow up, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's how I go though. Like, I'm not against colleges, but mm-hmm. in life in general, you just got to get what you need in order to be stable. Right. You know. So. Right. And if it's if you are able to finish college, yeah, do go it. do it. Yeah. But if you have to step away, it's nothing wrong with that because yeah. I've stepped away plenty of yeah. times. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And everything. Speaking of North State, it is different over there, bro. Have yeah. you been over? I have. And did, yeah, I'd be you joking every anything? time. Yeah, I'd be did joking you... every time I go over there. Like, hey, man, all that money I paid went to you. <laughs> they upgraded everything on campus. Nah, Every, but yeah, they nah, tore down the, the oldest building on Norfolk State campus. Was it Brown? Yeah, Brown. I, I was like, wow. Yep. Oh. But I mean, you have to upgrade. Yeah. What are, and they upgraded the Twin Towers. Change is important. Yeah. Because back then, yeah, in Norfolk I mean, State. <laughs> it probably needed to be done a while ago for real. <laughs> hey, look. Because, like, my sister, she's, she's, like, 10 years older than me, and she was telling me about some of the buildings, like, that we was already going right, to. Right, And I was like, yeah, that ain't still there. And yeah. so, like, it definitely needed to be upgraded It definitely. Because yeah. it's a big, huge difference from mm-hmm. when I attended Norfolk State. They don't even have the, the sweat box. Like, people don't understand. Kids don't even party like we used to back no. in the day, though. Like, like I told you, I got a 14-year-old. He could right. care less about <laughs> any kind of party <laughs> i was like bro you gotta socialize you know you gotta go in, you know what i mean this is all through middle school like you know middle school really when you get oh yeah get used to party you go to little dances and stuff like yeah. that like nah i'm good <laughs> like bro what's going on man you gotta socialize <laughs> but now he in, he in high school you know he, he got a little girlfriend now so oh, i guess shit. yeah i mean yeah. but he still like they still don't do nothing they they you know what i mean we used to facetime party. and all that yeah so yeah, um, no, nah, yeah. I mean, I think each generation is different. Of course. But of course. But it's, things are getting more um, interpersonal. Yeah, the internet changing everything. Even in yeah. these freaking restaurants or like 
I don't eat McDonald's, but mm-hmm. when you walk in, now they have a computer where you can order from, and nobody is standing at the front anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just back there making the like robots, yeah. and yep. I'm just like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy you say that though. So I worked. I had a contract with a company, and I was programming the kiosks that went into Wawa and McDonald's, mm-hmm. and. Like some of the my coworkers at the time, they were like, "Bro, you know how many jobs we're killing right now," <laughs> and and you know, like, but you know, these kids they don't really understand. They just don't want to be on the register. Right. They don't realize, like, bro, your job is about to be done. But they should aspire <laughs> for more anyway, though. Like, it's it, it, look, it sucks, but hey, y'all can do better. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, so, certain things kind of should be automated, but I don't know, man. Like. The people, the people that really ain't leveling up, they're gonna be hurt out here because these robots are oh, taking yeah. jobs left and right. Hell yeah. and that's why, that's why Amazon is so big. Like you know, Amazon, they warehouse, like they, they big warehouse is really like majority ran by robots. Like they do the fulfillment and all of that. That's so, amazing. Yeah, like, but that's crazy. That's what they ain't gotta pay nobody. No, they buy that robot one time, tune it up a couple of times, and they buy good. multiple ones and yeah. do the and program each one to mm-hmm. do whatever they need to do. But whoever them programmers are, they getting money. They probably got money. You think? Oh, they? <laughs> hey, look, they program that Jake one time. Like, okay, that's Listen, enough from you, human. Right. We good. Yeah, those contracts don't last that long. Believe me. Yeah. Hey, when I was in the in the contracting game, I tried to make them things stretch out as much as possible. But nah, they try to get what they want out of you and be done. Oh, one yeah. hit a quitter. Yep. God damn, they treat yep. you like God damn. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hit it and quit it. Yep, that's you know how what? they do. Mm. That's that's fucked up. Yeah. But let's talk about the apps. I know you you build apps as well, so yeah. let's get a little bit into that. And mm-hmm. then I have um a top five that I want. I normally do is a little segment that I do okay, cool. with my guests. But yeah, let's get into the apps. Cool. Um, what what have you built so far? What do you do as far as like, and and you also do streaming as well, and you yeah. um, host host like the websites and web yeah yeah and stuff yeah, like do, that. Yeah, so I do web hosting and all of that. So yeah. let's get into that a little bit. Okay, yeah. So from the mobile app standpoint, like I've done a lot of apps, like in the earlier years of um, app development, it was easier to make a simple app and be successful with it. Right. The, the app market got kind of saturated and you got to do a lot more marketing to either even get people to notice that your right. app is there. But like some of the apps I built, like when I got into crypto, I did like an app that did the conversion from different coins and tell you how much it's worth and stuff like okay. that. That one was kind of successful. It was uh coinify. That was the name of the app. Uh, okay. Yeah. It, it was just a, a strictly an <laughs> Android app. I don't even think it's in the market no more to be honest. You know, they did a lot of updates. This is one of those things. Like if, if, you put an app in the market, you got to maintain it and you got to comply with the changes that they ask right, you to do. But times change. People got that information everywhere now. So like, okay, that app ain't relevant no more. So I kind of <laughs> let I it go. go. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, one of my, one of my biggest apps was for, uh, my guy, uh, J play. He go by J play. Um, it's a CeeLo app. You ever, um, heard of the dice game CeeLo, the three dice? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's kind of a casino style app game but it's like the three dice so it's mm-hmm. called social CeeLo. y'all look it up that's my dude's app it took us a long time <laughs> to build that app i'm not even gonna lie like it's a multiplayer multiplayer game gaming app or whatever 
And like I got a team, I got a team of developers that's you know, when you when you do stuff, don't feel like you're gonna be able to do it all from the ground up by yourself. You right. gotta have people that specialize in certain things. And from As the we multi talked about before. Yeah, you gotta hey, a lot of people egos get in their way. And yeah. I knew I was like, okay, I can program, but I never done a multiplayer game. Right. So I was like, let me find some people that can help me out with this. So it took us a while to figure it out. And then like it was no other CeeLo game that was out that we can compare it to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bro, this is a hood game, bro. People play this. They play this <laughs> on the corner. You know what I mean? They play, they, you know what I mean? CeeLo is really like hood craps. That's what right. it is. So, and I mean, like my man, he, he was like, I want to bring this to life. I feel like it could be dope. So it literally took us like a year and a half to come out with this game. But now like he's doing all right with it. Like it's, it's doing good numbers. And amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And any, any kind of, um, any kind of game, like, casino style game if you can if you can pull it off you'll win because the way the terms are situated is like people can buy your fake money in the game like Mm -hmm. if you play poker or whatever your phone Mm -hmm. they can buy your fake money but at least in virginia it's illegal to give them real money back so the house wins all the way Um, virginia is always yeah why why Uh, the commonwealth that's why yeah i mean but at the same time the same Gambling addiction exists even if you ain't getting real money. Bro, like, do you see <laughs> people, people want their coins, 7-Eleven? Yeah. yeah. Do you see people Those little just... uh, skill games yeah, and all and that. Yeah, little slot machines. Yeah, man. How do you it's... feel about them building a casino? They're going to build a casino, I think, in Portsmouth. They're going to have to change a lot in order for it to be successful mm-hmm. here. Honey. They're going to have to change a lot. Listen. They're going to, like, ABC going to have to adjust. They're going to, I mean, you, you know a lot more about that. You know, I know you've been, like, in some of the clubs and stuff and how mm-hmm. that works, but. I just feel like Virginia is not even set up to support nothing like that. Twenty four hours yeah, worth of they're gonna hey, look. They're gonna have a have, have a separate set of rules just for that casino yes. in order for it to work out here. The the liquor store closes at nine. <laughs> just imagine being open until two a.m. All thinking, the liquor store has to change. Do you understand? They gotta have a cutoff on when they can drink <laughs> and stuff. I, it ain't no way they're gonna ain't let no it. Way. Ain't no way they're gonna be able to move like Atlantic There's City no... in Virginia. Ain't no Bro. way. Everybody's gonna be there if they do it like that. Hell, everybody, all the know. clubs are gonna be dry. Everybody gonna be at the casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a huge shift. Yep. Mm, all right. Well, let's get into this topic. Mm-hmm. Top five. So I always ask my guests these top five questions, but I I added um something to yours because you're not an artist okay and you do the apps and stuff so the first question is top five generational artists what who are your top five generational artists top five generational Mm -hmm. my generation yeah okay um jay-z number one Mm -hmm. Uh, andre 3000 Mm -hmm. number two um I'm a big Nas fan. I would say him, mm-hmm. number three. I'm trying to be, hey, look, I'm trying to make sure I don't, <laughs> I don't mess up and listen to this later. Like, yo, bro, why didn't you say him? <laughs> I, um, I would say my generation is different. And I would say, <laughs> I would definitely say, I wouldn't say from a lyrical perspective, but I would say Master P. I say Master P, like from a business standpoint, like I can relate to him. 
Like, he definitely the OG. Like, he's still out here winning on potato chips. Listen, like, how you do that? How? Yeah. How? Everybody want to be on the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I never seen him in a store until, like, yesterday. I had to get the. Really? Yeah. I had to go and get the, uh, what is it, the sour cream with a dab of ranch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, plug this Master P. If yeah. you listen to this podcast, please, we need them rap snacks. You hear yeah. me? That's what they call rap snacks. Everybody want to be on them bitches. I've yeah. never tasted them. I mean, ever. I want to, but I Master P. I you my dude, but them things <laughs> taste like Lay's to me. <laughs> <laughs> like Lay's. I mean, they good. The, the art, the art on the on the package is dope because it's us, but <laughs> the taste, taste, taste just like Lay's. Um, <laughs> she weak. <laughs> but yeah, so I would say yeah, masterpiece number four. Uh huh. Um, I would say number five was fifty. Fifty. Fifty cent. Fifty cent, especially in that era, he had a long, strong run for yeah. real. Yeah, and they still yeah. play the yeah. in the club and all that shit. And yeah, like in business wise, he's definitely yeah. Like, again, exactly, exactly. Hmm. I like that top five. But Master P was definitely, that threw me off for a second. Yeah, and I mean, I, and then put it I like realized this. it. And I'm like, I, I'm going to say no limit, not just Master P. <laughs> I'm going to say no limit, but you know, Master P is technically that. So. Right, right. Nah, yeah, they, yo, you hear that joint, still get chills. They Listen. play that joint. You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. I just remember them days. Um, So, top five millennial artists. All right. Top five millennial artists. Mm hmm. Hmm. I would have to say it's a tough one because mm-hmm. I mean a lot of artists I deal with they they probably cater to the millennial, but they older than me for real. So, um, Ross. Okay. Hey, could you consider him? Yeah. Or I need to yeah. be a little young. No, no, okay, no. We good. You okay. Could. You good? You good? Like I, I listen to Ross more than anybody right now. Really, even though he got all this stuff is kind of old. Mm-hmm. All right. I like Ross. Um. I like. You like the baby? I I do not. Hold on, no, no. Or little baby. Little baby. You like little baby. Little baby. Yeah, I I can I can relate to him a little more. Okay. Little bit. I mean, the baby is cool, but I I feel like I can believe. Little baby. Little baby. A little more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of um. I ain't even gonna. Yeah, the baby cool. He cool. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're gonna say Ross, little baby. Um. I would say my even my kids, they say my playlist is real young. Because you know when you listen to uh Google Play mm-hmm. and you play a certain amount of songs, they're gonna start try to right. vibe with what you so a lot of these artists I don't even know their names for real, but I'm like, yo, they just hit hard. <laughs> yeah, I I used to be a producer and I play the drums and stuff like that. So I'm like, I know good music when I hear it. Right. I just don't know the kid name. It's so much music that comes out yeah. and it's just like, dang, who is this? Oh, yeah. that's so and so. I didn't know. Yeah, a lot of the kids. So, like, my I got a um, I got a ten year old too, and he's really into music. Like, he be naming some crazy artists that he want to go and see. Like, I ain't even know who who is it, MLA Chopper was, but I heard his music. I ain't never heard the name. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the little dude, dope. You know what I mean? I mean, he a fan of Blueface. I don't really agree with that. But mm. Yeah, <laughs> Blueface is a, is a good marketing guy. That's 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 yeah. what it is. But yeah. All right, so yeah, we, who we at? Okay, I just only got two for the millennial. Yeah. Um, I mean, two chains kind of new, ish compared to like. He used to be Titty Boy. Yeah. So two yeah. chains is 
a resurrection of Teddy Boy. Yeah, I mean, but these these are the guy like older guys that kind of broke the barrier. And right. Were still able to get in there, and everybody still rock with him. So I say two changes because he he said some dope stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that so that's three. three. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, what's the dude? What's the dude from Houston? Who? Um, I think he's from Houston. He he got that shag, shag haircut. Uh, Yellow Breezy. Yeah, yeah, I bang with him. Yeah, yeah I bang with him. He, yeah, he, yeah his he, new his newest joint is really good. I, I like say it. like he gonna he here to stay. A lot of these younger guys, you feel like they got a little wave and they're gonna move a certain mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? But yeah, Yellow, Yellow Breezy, he definitely. He definitely got this sound, and he, you know what I mean, he moved like he already supposed to be here. So right, right. I say him. Um, That's four. And then I mean, let's go ahead and throw the baby up there. I try. I, mean, I don't, don't want to throw <laughs> no shade. Like I mean, I, I bang, I bang with him heavy. Yeah. But I think you know he sometimes. He sells out everywhere he goes. Yeah, of course he do. It's one of those things like if you're in the right position, and and you catch the wave the right way, you're gonna win. Of course. At the end of the day, so and he he. He got the momentum now, yeah. so. But I, I really like Little Baby a little more, just from a lyrical standpoint. I feel like Little Baby, he, he, I don't know how many people even listen to Little Baby, but not a lot. Yeah, he, I mean they did a lot, but it's like they I think Little really Little Baby, he a little he he rapping to the wrong audience. I feel like he speak to, to our generation more <laughs> than the young generation for real. But, yeah, he he um oh man yeah I challenge you to go listen to Little. He 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 got bars for real. Definitely got bars. bars. Yeah. And last one is top five money making apps or services. Cash app. Number one. A lot of people think Cash App is just about sending sending money, but you can make you can make some money on Cash App straight up. Mm-hmm. Just just with the um not just with Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency, but you you can invest in stocks directly through Cash App. Like any stock. You, if you say Tesla about to jump. Invest in that Nike, whatever you can invest in it. So, oh. yeah, Cash App is definitely a um a good money making app. Um, depending on what your uh, mentality is, you can make money off of just about any app for real. But I would say for the average person, Cash App is it top one. Um, money making apps, tough one. <laughs> I should have asked you what these questions was before nah, I got out here. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can't do that. That's cheap. Okay. Um, I would say number two would have to be <coughs> hmm. That's all you got. Yeah. Really? Cash app. Cash app is king right now. A lot of people don't even know. Like, But I, I use let me let me open my phone and answer this question. Let's see what I use on a regular basis. Right. Right. What do you use? What do you recommend to the folks? Okay, let me listening? see what's on my first page right here. Let me see what's on the first page. Yeah, I'm leaving with cash out. Uh, hey, look, that's all I get. And the rest of this stuff, I would have to give you a long definition of what it okay. even is for real. Okay. So in but, this um, <laughs> They gotta hit you yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna they turn this into a, yeah. This is gonna turn into a whole technical uh, analysis a, show, a, a <laughs> consultation. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, nah. I mean, okay. really, you can let like shoot. You can use Skype and make crazy money for real. You know what I mean? And, and I will say this: 
Cash App is good for, you know, investing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the apps like Skype and Telegraph and Discord, where mm -hmm. you can reach people across borders, because, again, you're going to make people make money with people here in the U.S., but you got to be able to talk to other people, in other areas right. and like import, export, stuff like that. So those other apps allow you to kind of communicate without running your minutes. So like you don't want to call nobody from Dubai on your regular phone, <laughs> right. but you can you can hit them on <laughs> Skype and, and, and still handle business. So, right. Yeah. I never thought about it. That yeah. Oh, well, this is the end of the show uh -oh. and I appreciate it. And oh. You have to answer this one last question for me, and then you can give your shout out, okay. and so on and so forth. Um, what bothers you about the industry? Why and your solution to fix it? I would say um, that what bothers me about the industry is it's a lot of lower quality quality music making its way through mm -hmm. just because like i mean it's dope like anybody can produce and 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 do certain things and, and release it themselves but the barrier to entry is so low now right. you know and um that that's one thing that bothers me <laughs> um and then two is radio radio is dying like yeah Ready? Well, videos die first. Like it's hard to even find music videos unless you go to YouTube. Right. But radio is dying if it ain't already dead for real. So, I think we gotta we gotta invent another way to kind of consume the content now. Like right. it gotta be something different. Like podcasts, you know, maybe the move for real. Like I would hope so. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> you know, I got a situation I'm working on, not a podcast, but yeah, we'll chat offline mm -hmm. <laughs> about mm -hmm. that. But yeah, podcast, I definitely think it's a um the future for that. But to fix those issues, um, in regards to radio, it may not be a fix. We just need to be innovative and think of something different. Because when radio was first invented, people wouldn't have even thought that, you know, I ain't gonna say it's invented. A lot of people don't know radio was here before we was here. Like, I don't wanna get deep. But Radio waves and frequencies was already yes, here. Yes, yes, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, we just yes, realized yes. how to use it to what's communicate. Them, what's them things that they telegraphs or what's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a it telegraph. Was a you do Morse code do, and all do, of that. Do, do. Yeah, go. so, but so. I mean, at the end of the day, we was using the frequencies that was already here to send messages. So I think now that we have the internet, the, mm. the, there's World no ceiling. Web. Yeah, there's no ceiling no more. So we should be able to innovate and do something different. But I think. The reason why radio is dying, internet radio took a hit, yeah. a crazy hit. But that's all because of the regulations that's in place. You know, like you can't really <laughs> play music the way you want to. And and a lot of people, you know, they complain about the royalties. But you don't, anytime you hear a radio or internet radio station complain about the royalties, the mm -hmm. artists don't mind them complaining because the artists ain't even getting paid those royalties the way they feel like they should be getting paid. So right. it's the middleman, ASCAP and all these other folks that's taking that money. So right. if the artists ain't getting paid and the radio station feel like they're overpaying, where that money going at? Like, mm. Ain't no way a, a regular person going to be able to survive off of that. Hell like no. Those are astronomical numbers that Pharrell was doing. So that's that. any artist that feel like they're going to make a killing off of streams is like a very, uh, um, you know, they, they're not really informed on how this stuff works. Right. But yeah, I think we got to figure 
figure a way to get that middleman out out of the way because at the end of the day, radio like independent streamers and stuff like that, they want to stream these artists, but they can't legally, they can't afford to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So give everybody a shout out your your where to follow you and yeah. so on and so forth. All right. Well, hey, look, y'all can find me on Instagram. Benny Stacks, B-E-N-N-I-E, Stacks. Um, yeah, that's probably the only place y'all need to find me at. <laughs> only place. Yeah, anywhere else is like kind of locked up. But yeah, check that. Check me out on there. Um, my business uh, website is NetSwagger. Swagger.com, N-E-T-S-W-A-G-G-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need a website or whatever. And, you know, I'm retiring 2020. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like... I'm retired. I'm not doing web development or app development in, anymore in 2020, but that's summer, summer of 2020. So if anybody trying to get some stuff done, hit me up. Yeah, down. hit me up now because, you know, depending on how big the project is, it might take us all the way up summer. Right. But, right. but yeah, no, so I, I got some other stuff I'm going to be focusing on and, and moving Well, you'll way. be able to come back and talk, talk more about that because yeah. I'm inviting, like I said, everybody back. Dope. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I want to get my shout out. Um, you can follow me at, on Instagram, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313, or Twitter, M-S Hollywood 313. Shout out to GLG Session 420 for having us, because this is where I do the podcast. It's dope in here. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, the adult, the adult uh, I can't even get it out. The Adult Swim Tour Team. Um, we do have a tour coming up in 2020. Uh, we have an all-female mixtape. You can go to my Instagram and find that information. Um, the core DJs and the core models. Um, but, yeah, i like to thank you for enlightening. Lighting, I can't get my goddamn words right. I feel where you're coming from. Hey, look. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate the all invite. <laughs> you know, I don't really even do this. You know, uh, you go by Miss Hollywood up here, right? I do. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't really do this, Miss Hollywood. I had a radio station for, what, three, four years? I ain't never touched the mic. Just wow. because, you know, I know the power in your voice. You want to make sure you, you're saying the right thing right. and all of that. But, right. nah, this is dope. I, so appreciate I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. Well, until next time, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for joining us. Uh, Yeah, and we out the bitch. Is it me or was it hot in here? Is it me or was it
Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.